live from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not leave cocaine in the White House. But dig this, the Secret Service, the Department of Homeland Security, now telling us that they don't know who did. You are so full of sh- Nobody buys it. We're going to get into it in this hour with Tudor Dixon, Republican superstar out of the great state of Michigan, where I was this past weekend. We're also going to be talking with Florida Congresswoman Kat Kamek, who knows a thing or two about partying. Hey, girl. And, of course, rounding it out, Diamond Dave Landau, who is a nationally touring comedian, who, by the way, if you're listening uh, out in Reno uh, on one of our fabulous affiliates out in northern Nevada, KSUE, uh, KKFT, hey, guys, uh, Dave Landau is going to the Carson Nugget. He's going to be there in September. You can go see Landau at the Nugget in Carson City. I'm saying... The sun never sets on the Fox Across America stand-up comedy uh, empire. Uh, But as far as the show is concerned, it sets about three hours from now. So if you want to be a part of it, get on the phone, 888-788-9910. The show has one rule. You could be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. We don't care. We are a show that loves the country. That's what we say day in and day out. You're entitled to what any political view you want, any viewpoint, any religious belief. The only thing we say. We're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. That is all. So you can be a Republican. You could be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. You could be a furry. You could identify as a dog. <coughs> we don't even care. Or call up and say it's secretariat. No, I'm a horse on the phone. <laughs> Great. Love it. All we ask is that you don't be a There it is. Happy Thursday, everybody. It's a busy day for the champ. Um, I was on Fox & Friends first this morning in the 5 a.m. hour. If you missed it, it is on the Fox Across America website, foxacrossamerica.com. I will be back on your TV tonight at 6 p.m. I am joining The Bottom Line with Dagan McDowell and Sean Duffy. And then tonight at 9, getting the band back together with Sean Hannity. We're doing a live audience edition of the Sean Hannity Show, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Fox News Channel. But, of course, we begin the day with some you and me time. So I'm going to play you a statement from the Secret Service. Uh, and I want to give this guy credit, man. Okay, here's Jeremy Diamond. I know. He's a reporter for CNN. And uh, he's, over on, he's over on CNN relaying the news that they don't know whose Coke it is. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But Jeremy Diamond, of all people, to have to break this news, uh, he gives you the lowdown right here, clip one. I've just learned, according to two sources familiar with the investigation, that the Secret Service has concluded its investigation into this baggie of cocaine that was found inside the West Wing nearly two weeks ago, and they have been unable to identify a suspect. One of those sources tells me that they combed through hundreds of individuals in visitor logs and surveillance footage, uh, but they were ultimately unable to link this baggie of cocaine uh, to one individual. Now, uh, uh, the second source... uh, 
uh, uh, who is familiar with the investigation, told me that the leading theory remains that it was one of these visitors who was entering that West Wing uh, entrance uh, where visitors come in to take these West Wing tours over that holiday weekend uh, who is believed to have left this baggie of cocaine. That has not been confirmed. That is not the conclus conclusion, the official conclusion of the Secret Service, but it does remain uh, the leading theory, despite the fact that they were not able to identify a suspect. We really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world. They just, they're not respecting our country the way they used to. Why do we say that? Because here's the thing, man. If this official explanation of events is true, Okay, that we just we don't have the physical evidence. We can't solve the crime. Okay, that means in the year 2023, we have a White House where someone is capable of getting anthrax inside and leaving it there. And we just don't know who did it and wouldn't be capable of finding out who committed the crime. Come on, don't bullshit. Because at the time that powder's left behind, you don't know if it's anthrax, you don't know if it's fentanyl, you don't know if it's cocaine, you don't know if it's baby powder. You have no idea what it is. All we know is we have a baggie full of a banned substance that happens to be sitting in the White House. And they want you and I to believe that they're not capable with all of these surveillance cameras, with all of the potential for DNA on the bag. So this is to say both the drug dealer and the drug user did not touch the bag with their fingerprints sell crazy someplace else we're all stocked up here no fingerprints can't do it they didn't know these are very careful drug dealers they only use tweezers there was a hand-to-hand -hand transaction i know that's the familiar term if you watch the wire you'd see a hand-to-hand -hand. omar's in the house no 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 it's actually a tweezer to tweezer and they're both wearing construction gloves to conceal their fingerprints that's what they want you to believe <laughs> clown stuff Straight-up clown stuff. And we really do get laughed at by the rest of the world for stuff like this because at face value, we're, we're asking the world to believe we're so inept that we're incapable of stopping banned substances from getting into the most protected position in America, number one. Number two, that heaven forbid a banned substance should elude our censors. We're not capable of figuring out who put it there. Now, the truth is they know who put it there. OK, the compounding truth to that statement is it doesn't benefit them to say whose it was. He knows what he's talking about. OK, that's it. That's all it is. I, I'm just telling you as a self-respecting person. OK, my brother worked in the major case squad. Paul Morrow, who comes on the show all the time, was a retired NYPD lieutenant, would be the first one to tell you. OK, that with phone data alone. They could not they could lower, minimize, isolate the geopolitical positioning of everyone who came into that room and where they went afterwards. So this idea that it was just left in a visitor's area is a scam, number one, because to visit the White House, you go through detectors and you get sniffed by dogs, which means if you're just a random visitor taking a White House tour, there's no way to get it in. OK, the only people who could have possibly gotten it in are the people who wouldn't be subjected to that level of scrutiny. Bingo. Meaning the family. Really wild. Here's Nancy Mace, the great state of South Carolina, talking about it. Clip two. Yeah, I would like answers because it just seems like any time we have any questions about any unsavory activity around the Bidens, no one, no one can provide an answer conclusively or not. Someone always ends up lying. Imagine. She's not wrong, though. That's the thing. 
you know, how many times have you seen like an inconclusive? There was the run up to the la- to the election. They're like, ah, it's Hunter Biden's laptop. He was selling influence in our government. And what did they tell us? They're like, oh, it's Russian disinformation is what it was. Lo and behold, we come to find out not only was it legitimate, but that the FBI knew it was legitimate for the better part of a year. That's not good. That's not good whether you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, man. Again, this is a show. I grew up in Levittown, post-World War II veterans, returning home from the war to buy houses with the GI Bill, drink a lot of cheap beer. That's what we did in Levittown. But we, you know, always fired up for the holidays, Veterans Day, Memorial Day, somber occasions. But the point is we appreciated the sacrifice of guys like my Uncle Sam, the legend. If you were watching on the 4th of July, you saw me shout out my Uncle Sam on TV. He's a badass, Steelers fan, Pirates fan, but he's a guy that was in General MacArthur's honor guard and actually, you know, risked it all for this country. And I always had a great reverence and respect for people who put on the uniform. And for that reason, I've always gotten on the air and prioritized like a greater good. I don't want to be in charge of how you vote. I'm a mess. I shouldn't be in charge of anything. I shouldn't be trusted to pick out a sport coat to go on TV later, let alone the next president of the United States. So the point I'm trying to make to everybody listening is if the Justice Department is not leveling with us, if the people that are in charge of protecting us are actively lying to us, it doesn't matter what party you're a member of. That's a very bad thing. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Now, let's assume for a second, okay, that not only is cocaine found in the White House, But there happens to be somebody in that White House who has a very extensive use of drugs, very extensive history. Uh, Let's just say there happens to be somebody there, and that somebody happens to be in the process of finalizing a plea deal with federal agents, meaning if, in fact, this person were to be found in possession of a banned substance, it would blow up their plea deal. Now, if the White House cared greatly about this person, odds are they wouldn't tell you the truth if they got caught with the banned substance. That's true. That is true. Okay. And who do we know in the White House that, as it turns out, was in the building on Friday? We were told by KJP they weren't here Friday. They weren't here Saturday. They weren't here Sunday. (laughs) They didn't leave the White House till 630 Friday night, number one which means they absolutely positively it could have been their coke. Number two, okay, you don't have to be there the day it's discovered to be responsible for it. If we don't know how it got in, if we didn't see who left it there, and we still don't have DNA to tell us who touched it along the way, then there really wasn't any oversight of this facility whatsoever at any point. But here's Hunter back on Pod Save America, okay, talking about the luck he's had with the law based on who he is. Clip four. The money you made through your your clients that enabled that addiction and also maybe the ways that protected you from consequences that might have landed a lot of other people in jail. I think it's completely unfair. And I think that I am 100% the, um, still here today and not in a uh, jail cell or um, in an institution. Uh, because of my privilege, and not just the privilege of a family that loved me, but the privilege of the fact that, you know, I I had uh, been uh, very successful. See? Okay. And what is he flat out telling you? If I was anyone else, anyone else, I'd be behind bars. Now, you understand him going to jail 
you know, for the stuff that was on his laptop is a liability because there are other government officials potentially involved with that influence peddling. Ergo, he can't go to jail because if Hunter Biden goes to jail, oh, I'm in trouble. So does his uncle Jim. And there's a very good chance it comes back to his father. After all, the emails flat out state that Biden was getting a 10 percent cut of the money. Are you the big man, Joe? The email said he was. So you understand he can't be prosecuted because there's a residual effect on the people around him. In this instance, you got a president who still thinks he's running for reelection. They haven't bribed him over a pudding cup to step aside yet. Okay, they don't need his son being outed for drug use because it would violate the terms of the plea deal. So if I was telling you instinctively a week ago, I would have said I could be anybody's based on his drug use. Probably hunters. Let's be honest. Who else gets into the White House and doesn't go through security? The family who in the family has a drug problem. Hunter. Now, in theory, it's cocaine. It's a pretty popular drug. It could be anybody in theory. But the fact that they just gave us such a shenanigan as an answer tells me there was a motivation to do so. Here's one more Hunter, and it's him on Jimmy Kimmel talking about uh, his past history. This is clip five. The Roosevelt Hotel is right across the street from us. This is where yeah. you had, would you call it a bender? Is I was a... at every hotel in Los Angeles, basically. You'd hole um, up there yeah. until every, they and every, out. Every motel, every hotel, until they... Uh, until they wouldn't have a room for me <laughs> the next day. It One of the stories was you went just down the block from us to Sunset La Brea, and yeah. you looked for some guys who might be able to yeah. get you something, yeah. and um, yeah. then you wound up getting it and yeah. using crack with them. Hunter's a dirtbag. Okay, you understand? This guy's an actual crackhead, and I don't begrudge him that. Addiction's a vicious thing. It could happen to any of us. But the idea that someone in the throes of addiction with access to high security clearance government information, okay, as Hunter Biden was when he was influence peddling around the world, the idea that we're supposed to believe he's not a national security threat in that capacity. Are you stupid or something? People who want drugs will do and say anything to get money. They will also say and do anyone. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. If you are in the throes of addiction, there's nothing you won't do to get your hands on money. Knowing that to be the case, all of these emails that show him, you know, dealing with influence peddlers and foreign entities and Moscow oligarchs and CEFC, which is, of course, a subsidiary of the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, this is a guy addicted to drugs, needs big money, is making big money, and is giving them some level of access to government officials. The point is, he is a national security risk. His plea deal is so essential to the Biden administration and the people that were involved in that influence peddling scheme because of the under the current terms of the plea deal as it stands, if this thing gets signed off on, it's the end of all investigations into the Biden family. Do you understand? The statute of limitations has run out on those IRS investigations. They slow rolled them so nobody could get to the truth or bring full charges. That's just how white folks will do you. But it's not just how they're doing me. It's how they're doing all of us. That's the hook here. So there's a strategy. There's a benefit to him not going down for this. It's not to protect Hunter. It's to protect everybody else. And that is why there's blow in the White House. After hunters in town, somebody found. 
Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. Tudor Dixon joining us in studio in the next break. In the meantime, we're just making our way through this ridiculous ruling from the Department of Homeland Security that we don't know whose cocaine made it into the White House. Just a quick word on that before we get to Tudor, just so you understand the significance of this. I am not surprised there is cocaine in the White House. I used to drive a taxi in New York City. I have seen people do drugs you've never heard of. You've never heard of. I don't care who's listening. I don't care what your background is. I have seen people engage in types of depraved acts that you could never, ever think of. It's not good. And without getting too far off the rails here, okay, what I'm trying to say is the bigger liability here, getting past the fact that they don't want you to know who did the coke because it's an embarrassment and a potential legal exposure for this administration, the bigger liability is if we're just going to not be cynical and take the government at its word, that means you could get banned substances into the White House and there's nothing we can do to stop you. That can't be good. That means a random visitor on a White House tour just got a banned substance into the White House, left it there. There was nothing they could do. Does anyone believe for a half a second that's like, I can't get a bottled water onto a Delta flight. Okay, but you can get cocaine, a banned substance, into the most secured location in America. I mean, dude. You're a liar. They're all lying. And it's a lie that affects all of us because you need the White House to be safe, okay? You need your leaders to be safe, especially when you've got a leader so fragile, okay? The dude can be taken out by a sandbag when he's walking across the stage. It ain't good, man.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And I will say, if you were at my stand-up comedy show in Holland, Michigan this past Saturday, sorry, I'm really sorry. No, I'm kidding. We had a great time. Uh, A great time was had by all, but there was this one really rowdy chick sitting in the middle row. (laughs) And joining us now is that chick's daughter. (laughs) Tudor Dixon is here. To defend her mom right here on live radio. Oh, I love your mom. I love this. Thank you. Your mom Thank is you. the coolest woman in the world. Do you know to this day, and you don't need to tell me her name, we only know her as Tudor's mom. That, well, because she, even when Sarah introduced her and you introduced her, we got, this is Tudor's mom. She she feels that way now all the time. And uh-huh. when we go out and people actually recognize me, she we get in the car afterward and she said, this fame of yours is incredibly annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Tudor's mom. It's just a, it's a universal catch-all name. So now we call everyone Tudor's mom. Like I met a trucker at a Sheets gas station on the way home, and I introduced him to Kennedy as Tudor's mom. Awesome. And it made sense because your mom is just a universal, international, multimedia superstar. She's a big deal. Yeah, In fact, is. you're only on the show because we couldn't get her. <laughs> we tried. We tried everything. We called. We're like, Tudor's mom. Could you do some radio? She's really busy. But you're in New York. You got the kids. You're doing the full New York experience. Yeah. Some possible American Girl Doll visits as well. That's right. Yes. In New York. And uh-huh. that's their biggest concern. No, I know. But that's everyone's concern. Like when I was a cab driver, everyone used to get in and be like, can we go to the American Girl Doll store? <laughs> and it'd be funny because it'd be like a 42-year-old guy with no kids. I'm like, actually, no, we can't go to the American <laughs> Girl Doll. This is a security risk. But I didn't have that because I had a son. So what we got, and I don't know if the Dixon kids got involved on this level, uh, but we had Build-A-Bear. Uh, yes, yes. We- Actually, there was just a recent trip to Build-A-Bear, but okay. Lego is also – you are not – Lego is not your thing? No, Lego was a thing. Lincoln went to the Lego lands, built the Lego stuff, you know, all of those hazardous parts and everything like right. that. We did the Legos for a while. So the whole point of Legos, just so you know, and if the kids hear this someday, they'll understand too – Guys, everyone listening at home needs to know this, especially if you're a young kid. You not get a lot of young listeners, given my minimal vocabulary. Okay, the whole point of Legos, and they don't say this on the package, they don't say this in the commercial, it's just to help parents figure out if their kids are dumb. Okay? What I mean by that is if you give your kid a set of Legos and they start building a building, a skyscraper, a statue, boom, have fun. But if your kid eats the first Lego, then you know it's a dumb kid. I think it, it is to see if they actually can build because, you know, some kids. Well, no, that matters. Don't yeah. try to clean up what I just said. So, I'm just telling you there are builders and there are eaters when I have, it comes to I Legos. have four kids watching uh-huh. you, and I'm like half of them are right now going, okay, so he thinks I'm dumb. No, I don't. Why? Are they Lego eaters? <laughs> they don't look like Lego eaters. These kids seem far they're, they're far more like apt, apt in conversation to be. When you meet a kid who's a Lego eater, he doesn't look at you. You right. know, because he's right. usually just like massaging his gums because right. he just ate a flat green piece. It's also to test parents to mm-hmm. see how willing they are to walk on toys. Yeah, that matters. Yeah. See, what it's like a fear factor thing. It's how clean, how clean do you keep your house? Oh, that's or you're really, gonna You're going to regret it. That's really funny. Tudor's mom's kid is in studio, if you're just joining yes. us. Yes. And Tudor's children here as well. Uh, we're going to be on a lot of TV together today. We're doing The Bottom Line with Dagan and Duffy. Very exciting. And uh, we're both scheduled to be on the Sean Hannity Show tonight at 9 o'clock. So congrats to both of those shows in advance on the ratings bounce. <laughs> That's Big right. ratings bounce there's for those a, shows. There's a lot to talk about, though, okay. really, because... There's been so much happening that I'm sure you have a lot of comments about. Well, this is the thing, okay? If we're talking about kids' stores, they're actually opening one at the White House called Build a Cocaine Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Not just a regular bear. It's a different kind of bear. With with artificial intelligence, of course. But um, I don't know if you saw this report because you were kind of making the rounds in the city. But they just told us at the White House that we're never going to find out whose drugs it were. I saw that. And so that means one of two things. Mm -hmm. 
it is either a family member mm-hmm. or it is someone who is so key to the White House yep. that they are unwilling to come out and name them. And I think both of those things should scare people. Yeah, definitely. Because there's somebody really close to the top who's in a bad position. But the other point I was trying to make, Tudor, as a responsible citizen that I am, is if we're to believe this could get in there undetected and the person who left it there could leave undetected, at the time this happened, we don't know what the powder was, which means you could conceivably, if you take them at their word, get anything into the White House and leave it, which I don't believe to be true. Right. None of us believe that. Nobody believes that. I can't get a bottle of water onto a commercial flight. Do you know the story of the cannonball there? One of our listeners in Tyler, Texas, KTBB, one of the best stations anywhere. Those are, we used to make those. Okay. Well, a guy gives me a cannonball at a meet and greet. Gives me a cannonball. He says, I want you to have a cannonball. It's, you know, proud moment for our local. I'm like, I'll take your cannonball. Nice guy. Really sweet guy, right? <laughs> so I take the cannonball. I, I throw it in Jenny Fela's bag because we got to get on the plane. I'm like, I don't want to get stopped for this cannonball. <laughs> and then it's like, Fox News guy brings Jenny. weapon. But Jenny's a sport. Like She is because no. she's... She wants to go to prison. Those women She's are crafty. She can talk furniture with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jenny has skills. She wants to go to prison. So anyway, Jenny takes the cannonball into her bag, and we immediately get stopped at DFW. And they're like, I'm sorry, you got a bottle of Poland Spring in your bag. And they dump the Poland Spring out and never say a word about the cannonball. That's the world we're living in. That's the White House, apparently, too. <laughs> Sorry, is, sir. You can bring whatever into you, the White you House. Gotta, you, gotta. Not a, you can't bring a bottle of water in there. So that's Poland Spring. I'm sorry. So it's crazy, too. The point is, it's hard to take anything they say at their word. And it would seem that there's a political motivation to conceal the true origins of this story. But don't you think that we are sort of seeing the media turn on them? Because even the media mm-hmm. is like, okay, now you've lied to us. Yeah. And there's a point where you, as the White House, have to either decide to continue to feed the beast and they support you, or you go the other way because things are too bad. And now things are too bad in yeah. the White House for them to talk to the media. Mm-hmm. The media is turning on them. The people in the White House don't want Joe Biden out. So why is the media, who is really their com, that's yeah, their yeah. comms director, mm-hmm. right, coming out and saying, okay, now we're, we're mad at you. Yep. That's what's going on right now. They're getting uh, put on a timeout step, to put it in kid terms. Yeah. Did you guys have a timeout step growing up? Growing up, not as a I'm parent. I'm too old for a timeout yeah, yeah, no, step. Yeah, no, 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 me too. I was getting, like, hit by a chair. <laughs> yeah, like, right. the thing, everything my was... parents did would get them imprisoned now. <laughs> yes. Just the fact that I was allowed out of the house for, like, eight hours. I, right. used, I used to leave my bicycle, uh, my house on my bicycle, and it was come back, like, days later. It was like the Oregon Trail. Like, the timeout step is the reason there's coke in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> if kids if were there was still more getting beaten, there'd be no coke in the White House. You know, we were a belt or a spoon away <laughs> from that being a can of coke. You know that? <laughs> yeah. A well-behaved person or at least someone with the good sense to do it before they got to the White House. But no, this is why we can't have nice things. Because you soft parents out there don't want to spank your kids. Unbelievable. We'd get hit with a can of Coke. That would stop the Coke later in life. (laughs) Where's Tudor's mom when you need it? This is unbelievable. She could testify. My mom was actually terrifying as a child. My kids are not nearly as afraid of me as I am of her. And they're afraid of her. I'm like, what did I do wrong that they're not afraid of me? No, they have a different integrity we don't have. Because as the parent in that day-to-day climate, they know. They know you. They know everything. You don't have – there's no mystery to you. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? They live with you. They know everything about you, okay? But there's an integrity to the grandparent because they just, they just rent the video. You know what I'm saying? They just you know grab it a few days for a time, few hours at a time. They have a presence. Like Lincoln is a lot more scared of my father-in-law than he is of me, okay? Uh, my dad, just the same. He doesn't – you know. But, but the truth is with me, he doesn't care. Like the last time Lincoln said something – I looked at him like I gave him like the right look, you know, and he goes, what are you going to do? Put on makeup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
Oh, see? <laughs> but that's what sucks about being like a guy on TV. It's totally. Like, well, well, no, I'm going to take it off. <laughs> and then you're in big trouble once I get these wipes, man. You're lucky I don't have a hit after this or you'd have a hit. You know what I'm saying? And when they say things like that, you want to be really mad, but you're like, darn it, oh, that it's was hilarious. good. No, no, it's hilarious. I give them a laugh in real time. I actually, <laughs> I actually think it's really funny. It's really funny. We're talking to Tudor Dix and all things America. Uh, artificial intelligence, that was a really funny answer, Kamala Harris. Uh, I always say you're the trendiest pick to be VP in the race, whether you want to admit it or not. Okay, do you think you could do better than Kamala Harris? I mean, the girls can do 10 <laughs> times better than Kamala Harris. I'm looking at them, and I'm like, they can describe the AI. The doll they build at the American Girl Store could do better than Kamala the, Harris. That's right. But the funny thing is that there's it, it's very transparent because someone clearly sat her down ahead of time and was like, let me explain AI to you yeah. in childlike terms. And then she came off of there and they thought, it wasn't for you to then explain <laughs> AI like, in childlike terms. Can I tell you a funny story about – I know this sort of thing goes on. I was once writing for a comedy show called Gotham Comedy Live and it taped down the block. Gotham Comedy Club had aired on Comedy Central. And every week they would have a celebrity host the show who was not a comedian. The hook being these were up-and-coming comedians. Nobody had any reason to watch them, so they'd put a big name on, like a William Shatner, David Hasselhoff. This particular week, I was writing for a woman who was fairly difficult. I don't want to out her on the air, but it rhymes with Pamela Anderson. <laughs> and um, in this particular instance there, her handlers were so difficult with putting this monologue together because they were trying to package her as this new Pam 2.0. She's a brilliant thinker, and I want her to be showcased for that, as opposed to like – the, you know, juicy, pulpy TMZ She's aspects hot. of her lives. Thank you. Well said, Tudor. <laughs> I, I always love when you clean up my mess. We'd be a great morning show. Great morning show. Because then once you get the lid off the dry, I can tell all the jokes I want to tell. <laughs> I just right, need the go. woman in the audience to co-sign it before I get me too out of my own studio. It's no way to live. But stick with me, okay? So we go through like five versions of this monologue before they finally sign off on it because it's smart enough for her, Okay. At which point she gets on stage and accidentally reads the stage direction in the television. Oh, no. So it's like, welcome to Gotham Comedy Live. Please hold for applause. <laughs> My name is Pamela Anderson. Step to your right. You're out of the picture. And the audience is like, this is brilliant. But it wasn't written that way. It was accidentally made to look that way. I love it. But that's who it. Kamala is. That is. But see, the behind the scenes, people always say, if you really want to know what government is like, watch Veep. Uh-huh. The behind the scenes is she doesn't walk into a single room where she hasn't been intensely prepped yes. for this. So we are we are seeing what happens after intense prep. <laughs> You're not even seeing the before. <laughs> right. What it was the before. That's the question. The before has to be so ridiculous. And, and, uh, and it leads you to believe that we know who had the coke. Uh, yeah, very well said. And you know the truth is there are moments like this where people get discouraged. But I want everybody listening to feel empowered because if you can be what she is, <laughs> with what she has. Like if she could be There's the vice so president of the United States of America, everyone listening here could be anything. You could be Pope. Like I don't know how. I don't know how it's going to work out. You know what I'm saying? But you could be. You could be anything. If she could be vice president, if Biden could be president, like people like to try to discourage you on the American dream, but I think Biden and Kamala are proof that it's very much alive, no matter remember how much when, they're doing to hurt it. Remember when we were all admonished if we didn't say her name right? It was yeah. like Kamala, Kamala. Kamala, yeah, yeah. How funny is that now yeah. with the word salad that yeah, she yeah. does every it day? She say anything like, right. Why were you yelling at us? <laughs> Did you really have a right? Never mind that they that she has pronounced her name a million different ways. <laughs> right. No, it does that. Doesn't Biden's know. called her Mr. President. How am I not in trouble for that? <laughs>
It's like, well, I was talking to Mr. President, uh, President Harris. That's the that's the only time she'll be Mr. President. <laughs> but Down she, is up. But oh, actually, no. she could be a man next week. We don't know. If it, you want to know something? If it helped her reelection chances? Absolutely. I think that's the problem in the identity politics era. This is what Gavin Newsom's struggling with right now. Okay. In the He's identity politics era, they can't take her off the ticket. Okay. And if they do, they have to replace her with a woman of color. And really, right now, all they have is Elizabeth Warren, okay? And I know she thinks she's squarely in it, but she's not. Uh, so I don't know if Newsom has to transition to get on the ticket. What, what, are, how, what has Newsom got to do? I don't know. Is he a hot chick? I mean, he is hot. So uh, that's what I'm saying. With slick put- hair? Yeah. Are we ready for a slick hair Newsom? His hair is already long enough. But if you made him a woman, quickly. he would look like the, the baddest babe in prison. I think he could be a hot woman. Gavin Newsom, if you're listening, and I know you are, he loves Fox. He has that Batman voice, though. That's hard. That's, it's not That's easy not to do. That's not sexy as a woman. Well, listen, man. You'd be surprised what guys are willing to overlook with the game on the line. <laughs> I think we could get past it. Uh, Tuna, we should wrap this up. Where did the time go? Don't you have an appointment at the toy I'm store? I'm always about to get you fired. Oh, you're the best. You always look a little nervous when Let's, I'm here. Don't worry about it. Tonight we'll be on other people's shows, so it's our chance to do it to them. <laughs> yes, It'll be great. Exactly. This was fun. Have fun at the store. Thank you. Tell your Thank mom you. to call me. Back after this. <laughs> you're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack rock cocaine it isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff this is fox across america with jimmy Fallon. oh girl it is fox across america with your main man jimmy Fallon, trying to hold this country together one radio guest at a time shout out to the great tutor dixon and her, her whole clan of kids are here along with her superstar assistant, Sarah. Uh, they're going to be on TV with me tonight. Two times we'll be on the bottom line with Dagan and Duffy tonight in the 6 p.m. hour. And then we're joining Sean Hannity tonight in the 9 p.m. hour. But right now, I am here with you, dang it. Enough sandwich boarding about my TV career. Let's sandwich board about my comedy career. I will be in Idaho Falls. This is a newly announced date. If you're listening on KID, Saturday night, October the 28th, we're coming to the Colonial Theater. And I also have confirmation that if you're, you know, a few hundred miles south on KOAL, my man, man, Paul Anderson, he's bringing Ann Anderson out to the show. This could be a problem. If you know the Andersons, you know it's a problem. They go hard, the Utah folk. Uh, but they're coming up to the show as well. It's going to be an absolute banger. It's Saturday night, October the 28th, Idaho Falls. Come hang out with your radio buddy. In the meantime, let me just piggyback one more thing off of the ridiculousness that has gone on. My buddy Mark Holton, you've heard him on the show. He was Francis. He was Francis in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. You can't just make up lies about people. Great movie. But Holden had a point. He texted me. I haven't even had a chance to text him back. Uh, I don't know if he's listening to the show, but Holden, if you're out there, this one's for you. I'm like Fivel in American Tale. Somewhere out there. That whole song uh, is the ultimate head of the Secret Service, the head of DHS. I'm not hearing the name Mayorkas used a lot. Is it too much of a reach to think he might have had a finger in this, the coke in the West Wing? Now, the reason I find that interesting, and I'm just reading the guy's private text out loud. Sorry, Mark. The reason I find it so interesting, though, is because I once told you guys a story on this show where I said as just an objective observer of politics, I went to D.C. for the White House Correspondents' Dinner two years ago. I was at a cocktail party. Where Mayorkas, Secretary Mayorkas, the guy in charge of securing our southern border, was waiting in line like a fangirl to meet Don Lemon. 
he was waiting. Like, oh, my God, I got to meet Don Lemon. Oh, my God, Don Lemon. Oh, my God. And, like, they hugged it out, went crazy, and took a selfie. But the reason I find that disturbing is because Don Lemon is one of those guys that spent three years before he got chased off the channel. He was one of those guys that spent three, four years telling you that securing the border was racist. If Secretary Mayorkas considers a guy who believes border security is racist, by definition, that would make you think Secretary Mayorkas doesn't believe in securing the border. I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, and you know what? That feeling is only made worse when you look at the border numbers. Six million people have crossed our border illegally under Mayorkas and Biden. So the idea that he is the ultimate head of DHS, the idea that they're the ones that this statement came from, would have you believe that this is as political of an investigation as everyone thinks it is. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Really bad, man. But without even complicating this, I don't want to make a big deal out of it, okay? I just want you to understand that if you're on the left and you just look at politics like they're a team sport, you're part of the problem. If you're on the right, you look at politics like they're a team sport, you're part of the problem. Like you are. I promise you are. You can't look at it like the only thing that matters is that we beat the other side. It's not the only thing that matters, okay? Everything else matters, okay? Your kids matter. Their education matters. Their safety matters. The economy matters, okay? And the truth is we just need people in office who prioritize those things on a genuine level, and we all win. They don't have to be Republicans. They don't have to be Democrats, okay? If you get enough common-sense people in Washington, if we elect people – Tudor Dixon's a good example. It's a shame she's not a governor. If you elect people – that have families and have businesses and genuinely understand the fundamentals we need to adhere to in order for society to flourish, it really wouldn't matter what party they're from. The only reason you feel so threatened by left-wing ideology is because the vast majority of the people in the Democratic Party are lunatic ideologues. They have let the fringe element run the party. Like the Republicans have loonies, but we don't really put them in charge. The Democrats, on the other hand, are like, oh, you're nuts? Come on down. Here's a congressional seat. Here's a Senate seat. Yeah, I'll give you Bobert and MTG, but they've got a few hundred of them is the point I'm trying to make, and they need to clean up their act. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. And we are back in action. Big hour, Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Going to be bringing by one of my buddies, Kat Kamek, superstar congresswoman from the great state of Florida. We're going to have a grown-up talk about all things America, including the vice president of this great land. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. A lot of people feel that way, but Kamala got into a little bit of a kerfuffle trying to explain what artificial intelligence is. And uh, the old intrawebs got a good laugh out of it, so we'll talk about that for a little bit. We're also, of course, going to get into the testimony of FBI Director Christopher Wray yesterday on the Hill and a grown-up talk about the cocaine in the White House, who, as far as the Secret Service concerned, will never be able to determine who brought it in. You're not telling me the truth. There's no way they are. 888-788-9910. Is there anybody listening who takes what the Department of Homeland Security says at face value? That is a question in this hour. I'd love to hear from some of you if you get a chance. Does anyone buy the Secret Service explanation of the cocaine's origins and the fact that they don't know who brought it in? Do you believe that they are incapable of determining who brought in a bag of white powder to the most sp- powder, to be clear, 
to the most secured location in America. Do you believe that the most heavily fortified through video and GPS positioning and armed security in the world could not not, not only stop this substance from getting in, but would be incapable of determining who left it there and got out? That is the question. If you believe it, I want to hear from you. If you don't believe it, I want to hear from you as well. 888-788-9910. I'm going to give you one more clip while we're sitting here having this conversation because this was KJP last week, and this is part of the reason why I don't believe it, is if you've ever raised a child and you see their story change when they're giving you an explanation of events, that's usually the moment you know that your kid is kind of full of it. You're like, oh, yeah, they're, they're lying. Okay. The White House version of events was a lie. The location of where they found it changed three times. KJP, here she is lying about when they left the White House. Clip 10. You know, there has been some irresponsible reporting uh, about the family. And, uh, and so I got to call that out here. And I have been very clear. I was clear uh, two days ago when talking about this over and over again as I was being asked a question. As you know, and media outlets reported this, the Biden family was not here. They were not here. They were at Camp David. They were not here Friday. They were not here Saturday. They were not here Sunday. They were not even here Monday. They came back on Tuesday. So to ask that question is actually incredibly irresponsible. And and, um, I'll just leave it there. Oh, shut up, woman. It is not irresponsible to ask if the family had cocaine, given that one of them had a storied history of drug use. Hunter's a dirtbag. It would be irresponsible to not want to know, given the severity of this implication, that someone can get white powder into the White House. We wouldn't know who. We wouldn't know how. We wouldn't be able to stop them. Yeah, if that was true, it's not true, so don't be scared. I'm not trying to scare you. This is one of the shows. But if that were true, that would mean we have a level of incompetence at the tippy top of this administration, at the tippy top of our security apparatus that would make us vulnerable to literally anything. Okay, and I don't believe it's true. But my question to you is if anyone who does, I want to hear about it. And if you don't, I'd love to hear your theory. Do you believe the White House version of events? 888-788-9910. I'm going to give you one more clip, okay, because I found this to be really fascinating. Okay, it was so funny. But here is Garrett Hake. He was on Meet the Press. He's the NBC senior Capitol Hill correspondent. And he was saying the Republicans are the bad guys for trying to get answers on this. Here it is, clip 13. I don't think anybody envies the position that the president and his family are in mm-hmm. on this issue because his family and Hunter specifically have become his primary political liability in a lot of ways. I mean, look at the cocaine story from the last week and how many Republicans have tried to seize on that Cheapness. issue. It's really kind of ugly the way it, it's been done. It's kind of yeah. a ta- it's certainly kind of a tacky play here. But yeah. I mean, look, this is as complex as it gets to have to, you know, I think all of us here are parents, right? The idea of trying to balance your family's needs versus your political imperatives is is just ugly and unpleasant yeah. in politics as we're going to get, and we're going to get way down in it. I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> this is not balancing politics with your family. This is straight-up national security. It's all it is. The Republicans are not wrong for asking this question, and you'd be an abject crazy person if you don't think the Democrats the Libertarians, or the Whig Party 
would be asking these same questions if there was a Republican in the White House. I think he's got a point. There is no version of politics where the opposition party is going to go, ah, no big deal. It's just cocaine in the White House, and they lied about how they got there. Not a big deal. There's no world where they're not going to try to get to the bottom of that. And there's no world that anybody who has a mind for security in the White House wants to sign off on the idea that we're just closing this investigation because we couldn't find any fingerprints on the baggies. Wait, what? So the drug dealer didn't touch the baggie. So the guy getting the drugs was so meticulous in how he used them that you say he didn't trust the baggie. That is a fact check false. Come on, man. This is stupid. But this is what they sell you in these moments. And the reason why is it's obviously a political liability for them to tell you the truth. There's only two people who can get into the White House without getting through the security screenings. Staffers, meaning the highest level of staffers, president, vice president, and their families. Okay, which means the pool of people who use this stuff are them. That's it. That's all it could be. They're like, ah, we tested 500 people. We did everything we could to get to the bottom of this. Not even close. No, they didn't. When you hear they tested more people, that's just a means of broadening the possibilities so they have multiple ways out of an explanation. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. That's what it is. You just expand the pool. Well, as you know, the DNA from this, the overmatching, the overlapping of the DNA from that, and the amount of suspects trafficking in and out of the area, what they do is, okay, to find a suspect, you got to narrow it down. So if you want to find a suspect, you narrow it down. You get a DNA sample from anybody who could have touched the bag. And you know what else you do that nobody's talking about? Are you ready for it? You subject them all to a drug test. Oh, wow. Do you understand? You subject them all to a drug test. Odds are whoever's cocaine it was has been doing cocaine before. If you like cocaine enough that you'll try bringing it into the White House, here's a news flash: You're a real enthusiast. Correct the mundo. Okay. There is no casual first-time cocaine user. He's like, you know, I was always thinking about getting into cocaine. I, I, you know, never really did it, never really tried it, but I was thinking I'd give cocaine a shot. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring it into the White House. I'll try it for the first time in the White House. I mean, come on. Shut up, fool. Anyone who believes enough to be crazy. There is no casual user of cocaine bringing it to the White House. Carol's out in Carson City, Nevada. She ain't buying it. Carol. Hello. Hey, girl. Thanks for taking my call. Of course, Carol. Come on. Yeah, no, I don't buy that for a minute, Um, especially now that they're saying that it wasn't found in the library, and now it's found in some public area where uh, visitors put their belongings. <laughs> if they're going to let the public into the White House and put their belongings somewhere, you know there's surveillance and cameras. Yep. And, yeah, they're just – it's a cover-up. Yeah, I mean, are you, are you going to tell me the public just comes into the White House – drops off packages and they don't even get looked or scrutinized in any way. I mean, you know, like it's insulting to your intelligence for them to say it that. Does. It's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, would, it could have been anthrax or something. If they tested it and they know it's cocaine, fine. But then 
they they have to know where it came from. Yeah, they didn't know it when they it, have they, to they, have it on a camera. Yeah, and they didn't know they didn't know, okay, what it was at the time they found it. That's the issue. So it could have been a bug that was spying on the White House, like, a, you know, some type of wiretapping apparatus within that package. Could have obviously been, like you said, anthrax. But whatever it was, if it was really left in an area, and you're telling me in the year 2023, where every second of our lives is surveilled, you cannot walk a block in any city without being on a camera belonging to some type of a business. There is no world where the White House has an unsurveilled area that welcomes the public. So you get it, Carol. Uh, I, we need more Carols in Washington, and I don't know that we have them. Well, it's tiresome. It's, it, you know, government needs to be transparent, and they, they just keep sweeping everything under the rug, depending on who the party is. Yep. And it's, I think a lot of people are starting to get sick of it. Yeah, hopefully they're already sick of it, because it is. It's a mess, Carol, but... We like you. Uh, we would clone you if we could. It's not legal in my state. I don't know if we we can do a lot of things in Nevada. I don't know if we can clone people yet. I'll <laughs> I let don't you know. know if we'd want that. We got I don't know, Carol. Other issues and other issues. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, we'll put that one on the back burner. But it's a good call, and we'll do it again soon, girlfriend. You have a great day. You too. Thank you. Take care. There goes the great Carol in Carson City, Nevada. Larry is in Kentucky, where I just got back from. Larry. Yes, sir. My man. How's Kentucky? You know, Kentucky's beautiful. I, I moved it? here from California for every patriotic right reason, so oh, it's wonderful. Good for you. You know where I was? Kennedy and I were in Lexington. We were at the Opera House like two weeks ago. What a nice town. Uh, Just the, the whole state was well, gorgeous. It's, a, it's the prettiest Democrat-led town in the country. I know. <laughs> That's a good point. People were going to the bathroom indoors. It threw me off a little bit for a Democrat city. Yeah. Well, I don't live in that part of Kentucky. Well, good for you. So, anyhow, but on, on to your point, you know, I don't think Hunter Biden's the guy. It's too easy, too yeah. much low-hanging fruit. And, mm-hmm. You know, all Joe has to do is say, it's my son, we have a problem, and then it's over. If he yep. owned it, it would be over. Uh-huh. But the bigger embarrassment and the one that's a much more risk, who's a known dope smoker, yep. is, you know, Willie Brown's old desk polisher. Oh, man, you're saying Kamala Harris was in charge of the cocaine. This is great. Yeah, Joe's out for the weekend. She's sitting in the office putting her feet up, imagining what could be one heartbeat (laughs) away. And, you know, I think it's her bag of blow. After all, that's her nickname. (laughs) Listen, nothing would surprise me in this scenario, and I would feel better about her communication skills if somebody told me she was on drugs, because that would make sense. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Larry might have cracked the case. Let's go to Martin. He's out in the Lake of the Ozarks. Martin! Jimmy, My did man. you like St. Louis? I got to tell you, it was humid as hell. I like the LOZ better. But did you get some good Italian food on we, the hill? We went did up to go? the hill. I'll tell, you where, I'll tell you where we went. We went to, first of all, we ate pizza. It was like Pizza A Go Go, but it was a family place, and it was fantastic. That was at the top of the hill. And then we went to, what? let me tell it was a something and something. It was right down the block from Yogi Berra's house, uh, right there on the hill. There's like a public park right there. Uh, I got to think of the name of it. Um, it was like, um, let me think about. It. I'm actually googling it while I talk to you, because well, the minute I I'm going to get name, to the I'll point know. of the conversation. Yeah, you, you do that. Out, I'll but, figure out the restaurant situation. But, Go ahead. But I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. The fact that they've changed the story 16 times to Tuesday. Yep. Um, the fact that <clears throat> supposedly the family wasn't there. I mean, come on. Like you said, you're, <laughs> you see it 100 miles away when your kid is going to try to fib to you. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what everybody involved in this situation is presenting. And I, 
I dare, I dare a public uh, individual to attempt to walk into the White House as a visitor with a bag of flour and see if they don't get absolutely lit up. Mold by a dog. With, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like seriously, like, yeah, we uh, we found this bag of cocaine. How did they even announce that they found a bag of cocaine? Because everybody who found it knew exactly where it came from. Yo. That's the part that gets me. Like, who who outed the fact that, oh, yeah, we found pure, not like half-chopped, yeah. like, junk, but pure cocaine. Mm-hmm. What was this, like, from the Chinese? Like, are the Chinese <laughs> dealing us cocaine They're now, just FedExing it. A... They're shipping <laughs> it straight in FedEx now. I mean, maybe maybe it was a spy or, you know, somebody on Hunter's payroll dropping off the latest payment. Sorry, it couldn't be yen. It was cocaine. <laughs> By the way, uh, all of this analysis spot on. There's no world where it couldn't be true. The place we went to on the Hill was called Giantoni's or Giantoni's, G-I-A-N. All the food up there was great. Yeah, all the food up there was great. We ate at... Um, well, go ahead. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you enjoyed a nice Italian meal in St. Louis, but I really missed having you back at the lake. Well, we're coming. I'm hearing about all these shows that you keep talking about. I don't think you need to do a show when you come back, though. You just need to come out. We'll kick it on the radio for like a three-hour split. Oh, I'd do it. Have a rip roaring good time. Listen, I would. I would gladly co-host your show. You could take over mine. Uh, could we? Could we get permission from Quincy to just booze our way right through it and like ride this thing right off the cliff? It's the lake, man. When you go to the lake, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna listen. All right. So the, this is the way it's gonna go down. I'm gonna do a li- I'm gonna do a remote from there. I'm gonna bring my Comrex, but we have to do it on a boat. Then we just have to commit full boat. We go full boat live from the lake. What do you think of that? I do it. I I know a lot of people who have big boats. I'm sure yeah, we could it. make this happen. We just need to make sure. We're Coast Guard approved because <laughs> that that lake out there is is monitored by the Coast Guard, and I'd hate for you to end up in the clink here in Camden County. <laughs> That's a good story for Fox, though. They'd be proud. Oh, um, man, I tell you what. Uh, yeah. Give Kareem uh, uh, Jean-Pierre something to talk about other than <laughs> having to lie all the time. <laughs> so funny. Good stuff, Martin. I'll see you on the lake. There he goes, the great Martin. There we go back after this. Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking to Florida Congresswoman Kat Kamek in the next break. We're excited. She's a good buddy of mine. Uh, we're having a chat about all things America today. If it's going on in the country, uh, we want to hear about it. If it's on your mind, check in. 888-788-9910. Uh, other thing happening. Right now as we speak, man, there's a hell of a whole lot of stuff going on. But the Christopher Ray testimony yesterday is top of mind. And one of the reasons why is because the guy was full of <laughs> That's one of the main reasons why. Uh, but let me give you a little bit more of this, because Jonathan Turley responded. I played you some of Ray's clips yesterday. But Jonathan Turley, who uh, is a, just a fantastic legal analyst here on Fox, uh, he had a takeaway from Ray that I thought was really fascinating, if only because he framed it in TV terms. Here it is, clip 28. 
None of us were expecting a Perry Mason moment where Ray would suddenly stand up and say, I did it, I did it. Uh, but this was really maddening. Uh, you know, he had more details uh, when Eric Swalwell asked him about FBI Family Day. He went on length about that. But when you deal with something that was just the subject of a 155-page report, he draws a blank. He repeatedly said that he didn't have knowledge of things that we've all been talking about. He constantly said that things were under investigation, even matters from January 6th, and he can't comment on an ongoing investigation. You understand? So you've got the guy who's the head of the FBI who's telling with a straight face, no, nah, no, I don't, I don't know anything about January 6th. Oh, that's weird. Just, heard, just hearing about it for the first time. You're like, wait, what? Asking him about the Durham report. He's literally the head of the FBI. The guy in charge of the whole thing, oversees everything they're doing, is telling you under oath, no, I, I've never heard of that one. I'm like, what are you talking about? So you want me to believe that you guys, me, a mildly educated radio host, am more familiar with the intimate goings on at the FBI than the guy who happens to be in charge? I mean, come on, dude. What an idiot. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up to talk to this next guest. Is not only is she a superstar from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida, but she is a woman I know for a fact would never leave her drug stash behind in the White House. Kat Kamek in the house. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, how the, are you? I'm, I'm kind of like having fun with this story. OK, there's a serious aspect to it. There's a ridiculous aspect to it. Uh, but just, you know, from the tippy top of this. OK, let's just start here. Do you buy at face value their explanation that they were unable to determine who brought a bag of white powder into the White House? Uh, well, let's be honest, Jimmy. We know it was yours. So <laughs> let's good for you. There. Good for you. <laughs> if you you know, unbearable, I, I would be on cocaine. Hold on. Let's no. Let's stop for a minute. Let's go there since you brought it up. I would be impossible on cocaine. I'm a lot to deal with on coffee because I'm a peppy guy. Uh, but that being said, you have the floor. Well, okay. So that aside, we all know that the White House is covered with cameras. You, no one gets in or out with Secret Service knowing that it not being on camera, you name it. They have video of every single activity that takes place in there. Mm -hmm. And so, no, I don't think anyone is buying it. The Democrats aren't buying it. I'm not buying it. We all know who it belongs to. <laughs> we know that, that this is, again, just another example of the two-tier justice system. And let us not forget that if this was the Trump White House, this would be front page of the news. It would be 24-7 on CNN, MSNBC, and Again, the hypocrisy knows no end. But I got to tell you, Jimmy, I'm sitting here with some of your good friends, uh, Byron Donald and oh, Corey Mills. Stop and they're it. showing me, me, trying to get me to laugh, and I'm trying to focus so hard. Donald, <laughs> trying, to, trying to kneecap my show. What's going on there, man? Jimmy, I'm sorry, man, but somebody sent out a meme of whose line is it anyway, and it's very interesting. Yo, anyway, hold on a second. 
Yo, Donalds, I tweeted that like two weeks ago, and someone jacked the meme. Those bastards. It's okay. I'll forget. Okay. That's messed up, man. You need, listen, copyright infringement, baby. That, <laughs> Let's go. Get on the hill. Call a hearing. Come on. I really did. I, I tweeted that like two Sundays ago. That's pretty funny, though. Uh, I, love, I, I love that we're just doing radio hits on speakerphone, though. I'm into this. this I feel like I'm on the phone with my family. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> bad for the listeners, but it's kind of funny, though. But, BD, really quick. Just weigh in since you guys are here, and I know Mills knows some things as well. Uh, is there any? Is there anybody sitting in this conversation right now who believes the Secret Service doesn't know how Coke got into the White House? No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And especially in the location that it was found in, this yeah. isn't a place for tourists. This isn't a place that you would actually go to. If uh-huh. you know where the Navy mess is, you yeah. have to be either invited by a cabinet member to go into the Navy mess, which is right next to the Situation Room, uh-huh. and to even get into the Situation Room, you can't be just a member of Congress walking there. Yeah. So you'd have to be, oh, I don't know, maybe a family member of the president. <laughs> you don't say. It is, isn't it amazing to you guys to think, though, that it was once a scandal that Donald Trump had Diet Coke in the White House? They're like, he's got a can of Coke on the desk. Do you believe this? But now we go back to original recipe and it's no big deal. This is crazy. Oh, my God. This is, this is why we can't have nice things, America. This is why we can't have nice things. Uh, exactly. Cat Hammock is on the line if you're just joining us, but it's like Coolio's trunk. Everyone's getting out as the video rolls on on the fantastic voyage. Everybody's here. We're having a grown-up talk about the state of our nation. It's a mess. Here's a serious point, though, Cat Hammock, and really quickly. If we were to take them at their word that it was found in a place where tourists trafficked, okay, that would mean we have tourists have the ability to come into the White House and just drop things off, okay? I was saying this earlier. I can't get a bottle of water onto a Delta flight, 12-ounce bottle of water. They pull it right out of my bag. It happens all the time. But you could just drop off a baggie of white powder. There's just no way that's true, Kamek. Well, we all know that it's not water, Jimmy, so let's just start there. <laughs> Good for you. But... <laughs> Good for you. But, I mean, it's to that point, I mean, you have to go through some pretty tough security to get into the White House. Mm-hmm. Even as a tourist, you are vetted before you're even allowed on the property. So the notion that a tourist dropped this off, by the way, the original story was it was in the library, right? It's like mm-hmm. a game of Clue. It was, you know, yeah. Mr. Mr. Mustard. Oh, yeah, Colonel <laughs> Mustard with the, the cocaine in the library. Um Absurd, because that's roped off. So are you telling me that with all the security, they managed to get this in, they managed to then jump over the rope with the security in place, the cameras in every single room, and it wasn't caught, Mm -hmm. and they just happened to leave a bag of cocaine? Give me a break. (laughs) Anyone who's buying this, I have some uh, oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you, (laughs) and uh, please direct them my way, Jimmy, because, you know... Things give, are getting weird over here. Give out a Venmo. Cat uh, <laughs> Kamek is on the line. She is here starring in the series finale of America uh, right there in Washington. <laughs> but you know what I, you know what I love about terrible. the sh- – terrible. Well, you know, what, uh, you know what I love about the changing story, though, is like they did originally say the library, but then they changed it because they knew no one believed anyone in this administration had ever spent time in a library. No one. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> No one's, no one's, Books are hard. <laughs> no one has any idea. Are you kidding me? Stop it, Cat Kamek. There's no world where I'd sign up for that. So I, I find it funny. Coloring books in there. That's what I want to know. Oh, could you imagine? Well, no, no. Would you? I'm going to stop you right there, okay? And I'm going to defend the president's honor for one second. We're going to have a bipartisan moment of defense. Joe Biden would not have coloring books in the White House. As you know, he would have scratch and sniff. <laughs> 
you literally got Corey and Donald sprawled out on this conference table laughing their tails off oh, right now. You guys, that's what we do. That's why our side, though, for real, is the winning side. We're the only ones having any fun. Do you think anyone on the Democratic side of the aisle is calling in to a radio show, offering substantive points and having a good time? It's not happening. Like, that is why the Republicans are winning is because people internally want to have fun. You don't want to be at a party and get yelled at for cultural appropriation because you served guacamole. You know what I'm saying? That's not fun. Okay, you just want to go have fun. So that's why I think we're winning, Kamek. Game ball to me. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. It's kind of like last night. We had the congressional softball game. Mm -hmm. We're out there raising money for charity, for breast cancer awareness. You know who shows up? The party poopers. Bunch of protesters. They threw down on uh, Mm -hmm. end fossil fuel, stopped the game. Of course, Secret Service and Capitol Police had to stop me because I was approaching them with a baseball bat. But I was (laughs) up to bat. So, you know, in my defense. I was just going to go have a conversation with them. Yeah, well, I I wanted to let them all run to home plate because it's the only time any of those people were going to score. There's that. Well, ain't that the damn truth? I actually had some Democrats that are playing in the game run up to them and said, you know, this actually hurts our cause, right? People just don't like you. (laughs) Yeah, it it doesn't help. It doesn't help. Really quick, then, a show of hands, which is always great for the radio. Uh, Does anybody did anybody find uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray credible yesterday? Well, come on. No, all of us are shaking our heads. Absolutely no. And Jimmy, you know about that weaponization report that just came out this week that showed that Ukraine is directing the FBI to take down social media posts from journalists, State Department, you name it. They're, Mm -hmm. They're basically directing American intelligence service to do this. It's absurd, obviously a constitutional violation of our rights. But I mean, I think right there it proves Without a shadow of a doubt, the weaponization of government against American citizens, it proves without a doubt that there is the industrial censorship complex at work here. And it proves that the Biden administration is in cahoots with social media tech giants. And it gets worse insult to injury, the fact that you have a foreign government directing the censorship of Americans. It's BS. We know it. They know it. We're on to them. It's going to stop. We're going to hold them accountable, and we're going to make sure this never, ever happens again. No, no, I love that. Uh, Because I can't tell, though, honestly, like what bothers me more. It's like, yes, we're getting spied on, and government's colluding with big tech on Twitter. But even worse, it's being done by a president who refers to it as the Twitter because he's a little out of it. (laughs) Come on. Biden's calling over to MySpace. And now it's tweets, not tweets. It's tweaks. Yeah, it's (laughs) tweaks. Uh, do you, does anyone in the room trust Kamala Harris on artificial intelligence? Oh, well, you know, in her words, it's, it's really complicated. It's, it's two letters, AI. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Byron, Corey, what do you guys have to say about the, the vice president? Can I ask, can I ask Byron a question? Byron, be honest. Does Kamala yeah. Harris up until yesterday think AI meant Allen Iverson? 100%. They're like, they're like, Kamala, they're like, Kamala, what do you think of AI? She's like, great point guard. Uh, He was a shoot first point guard. No, no, no. Jimmy, she thought it meant artificial insemination. Oh, no. (laughs) And there it went, everybody. We're talking about about practice, man. (laughs) We're talking about practice. Montel Williams and Willie Brown know a little something about. Oh, boom! Mills with the alley oop for the win. Wow! Would, <laughs> would you look at the time, you guys? Unbelievable! Look at the time. I'm kidding. This was epic. This was amazing. Uh, get back out there and save the country. 
I don't. We're I don't, on our way to vote right now. <laughs> I don't. I don't like when I make a joke about it being the series finale of America and the joke works. That's not a good sign, Kamek. Get to work. <laughs> we gotta save this. Listen, you guys we're are on our way to go vote. All right. Appreciate this was amazing. All right, I love you guys. I'll see you soon. Be well. <laughs> so how about that? A field trip on Fox Across America. You get Byron Donalds, Corey Mills, and Kat Kamek. A three for one, Mikey. I don't, that was not the deal we made when we signed up for this guest. But you get a three for one. It's a group on. Everybody's doing it. You know, you know, everybody's running for president. Everybody's calling into the same radio show now. It's kind of heat we have in Washington. We are the fun show. And people don't get it. You can have substantive discourse without being, like, so up in arms. Like, it would actually help the country if everybody could just, you know, chill out a little bit. Remember in Pulp Fiction? When Samuel L. Jackson, they're in the standoff, and the guy's trying to rob the restaurant, and he's like, tell her, be cool, b-. and the, You know what I'm saying? And the, and the bank robber's got to be like, be cool, b-. You know, that whole thing. That's us. We just want you to be cool. Just be cool. Just take it easy. You don't even have to agree. Who cares? Don't agree. What does it matter? It's a talk show. It's not an activist rally. We're not sitting here with, you know, signs we made out of oak tag, picketing, not wearing those hats. You remember after Trump got elected, they were wearing those hats on their heads of a, a woman's uh, reproductive parts. They're crazy. I don't know if I could say the word on the air, but we said everything else during that interview. So I'm going to go to break and find out. We got legal calling right now. Back after this. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Something to look forward to in the next hour. Joe Biden just wrapped up his NATO visit. Had a little back and forth with reporters. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And apparently Biden (laughs) snapped at a Finnish reporter. We're going to play the sound in the next hour. And confused Iceland for Ireland. We have a president that is clearly not all there. Man, it's a mess. I tell you this all the time about Joe Biden. I don't want anything bad to happen to this man, and I'm not happy that he's in such a cognitive state of decline. Okay, it could be any one of us. It has nothing to do with his age. It just happens to be in that shape. I talked to my Uncle Sam on the phone today. Dude's like 99, sharper than I am, and I'm like 45. I mean, I'm a size 99. Uh, But the point is, Biden just happens to be a mess on the world stage. I don't wish him any ill will. Uh, But as far as like being the front man for the country, it is not the best look in the world. And that's the point I think a lot of people are having issue with. Here he is calling uh, Volodymyr Zelensky Vladimir. Clip 14. Vladimir and I, we, I shouldn't be so familiar. Uh, Mr. Zelensky and I uh, talked about the kind of guarantees we could make in the meantime. (laughs) He said... Vladimir is what he called it. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Here he is, uh, hitting a couple of speed bumps during the speech in Lithuania, clip 15. The first foreign visitor, first foreign visitor. Soon NATO will be the 32nd freestanding, have free, 30 free, 32 freestanding members. Ceasing his attacks on, his inhumane attacks on Russia. I mean, spy Russia on Ukraine. May God protect the freedoms of the, the, the protectors of freedom. 
Ah, oh, man. Not the best look. I don't want to give him a hard time, but all I could say... If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. I don't know that you can. Uh, a mess, man. And here is Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski trying to kind of defend this mess. I played you the Mika clips yesterday. I could not in good conscience subject you to them again today without a little bit of a buffer. So I'm going to give you Scarborough first, who is, for whatever you think of him, the highest rated host in Guantanamo Bay. Okay, you can't waterboard prisoners anymore. So they put on Morning Joe and people are like, fine, I confess. I don't want any trouble. Here it is, clip 17. I've got to say, Joe Biden, whether you're talking about the economics, whether you're talking about NATO, whatever you're talking about, He's doing a great job. No, the, uh, Sometimes he has trouble riding a bike, but Chris oh, Sell stop. does as well. Okay, don't let's not get started on that. It's called okay. basic stage managing. Right. <clears throat> but in terms of domestic policy and what is happening on the world stage, mm-hmm. Democrats have a lot to brag on for a this lot. president. Oh, my goodness. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. Democrats have a lot to brag about? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, America is like, you know, supposed to be the shiny city on the hill. And we're like a fixer-upper right now. Whether you're talking about the border, whether you're talking about the economy, whether you're talking about fuel prices, whether you're talking about the quality of our schools. The country's not doing well right now. Okay, people are not doing well. The middle class and people living on fixed incomes are getting clobbered by inflation. It has thankfully cooled a little bit. Okay, it's not at the record number it was at a month ago. Okay, but it's still three times as high as it was when he got into office. Three times as high. So this idea that it's a lot to brag about, okay, one in three kids in this country, one in three kids can't read at a grade level. I love the poorly educated. It's not a time to brag. There's nothing to brag about. Look, they spent a lot of money. Ah, we spent a lot of money on climate, so there's a lot to brag about. There's nothing to brag about. Okay, and speaking of the climate thing, it's really funny. John Kerry was testifying on the Hill, and you got to see the parsing of words here because it's so fabulous. He's pushing back against the criticisms that he flies around in a private jet. Listen to the legalese here. It's clip 32. I just don't agree with your facts, which began with the presentation of one of the most outrageously persistent lies that I hear, which is this private jet. We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. It just honestly, if that's where you want to go, go there. This guy's a serious ass. Okay, says so I don't own a private jet. We don't own a private jet. But do you know what he didn't say? He didn't say that he doesn't fly on a private jet. You're absolutely right. The guy flies everywhere on a private jet, whether he is renting the jet, whether he is hitchhiking on the jet. Okay, the point is the man telling you to reduce your carbon footprint is flying everywhere on a private jet. What a fraud. No, no, you got to reduce your emissions. Meanwhile, this guy's running errands in a private jet like it's a Hyundai Sonata. Just leave it running. I'm just going to run into the deli, pick up a sandwich from Fred's. No, don't worry about it. Me and Lincoln just going to run in. Just leave it running. That's what they're doing. Okay, the guy's going everywhere. They take 200-mile trips in a private jet. Joe Biden, Mr. Environmentalist has spent in his presidency 45% of his time in Delaware. Has he ever gone back and forth between Washington and Delaware in, like, an electric car? How about a train, Amtrak Joe? No, nothing. 
that would reduce his carbon footprint. Because at the end, those rules only apply to you. Democrats are so full of crap. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Back in action. Big hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Man, who's never run late getting back to the studio. You're a liar. Diamond Dave Landau, not a liar. Uh, he is going to be joining us in this hour. An hour you are welcome to be a part of as well. We'll take your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons. 888-788-9910. There is no preferred ideology or belief system on the program. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. All are welcome. It is an all-skate, so come be a part of it. As we motor on on a busy Thursday that will find me on your TV when this is over, I'll be on the bottom line with Dagan McDowell and Sean Duffy, and tonight at 9 o'clock, getting the band back together with Sean Hannity for a live audience episode of The Sean Hannity Show. Going to be a banger. So we were talking today about the story at the White House. If you didn't get up to speed on this, the White House, the Secret Service, the Department of Homeland Security, now saying they cannot determine whose cocaine it was. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm-hmm. Straight up. Nah, we don't know who it is. We have no idea. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. So stupid. Okay, but again... We were going to, you know, devote a lot of time to this. We clearly did earlier in the show, but just to get you up to speed, the implications here for anyone listening who happens to be an American, it's not shocking that someone's doing cocaine in this day and age. It's pretty common. In fact, the guy who happens to be the president's son has bragged on major media outlets about smoking crack and any other drug you can think of. Here's Hunter Biden telling Jimmy Kimmel he was kicked out of every hotel in L.A. Clip five. The Roosevelt Hotel is right across the street from us. This is where yeah. you had, would you call it a bender? Is I was a, at every hotel in Los Angeles, basically. You'd hole um, up there yeah. until every, they and every, out. Every motel, every hotel, until they, uh, until they wouldn't have a room for me <laughs> the next day. It One of the stories was you went just down the block from us, the Sunset La Brea, and yeah. you looked for some guys who might be able to yeah. get you something. Yeah. And um, yeah. then you wound up getting it and... Yeah. Using crack with them. I mean, dude. Hunter's a dirtbag. Do you understand? Okay. That guy's a drug problem. We get it. But there's drugs found in the White House. A thousand percent his. They're found in an area that only the family and the staff can get into. Okay, so the odds are is they're either his or some high-level official in the administration that would re- represent a huge embarrassment to the administration. Huge. But understand this. Okay, Hunter is the only one in this exchange who is currently the subject of a plea deal, a plea deal that could be broken if, in fact, he was determined to be breaking the law himself. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Okay, and why is that significant? Because if Hunter's plea deal comes off the table, then they can continue to investigate his IRS problem. They can continue to investigate the laptop. It's now open season, at which point they could be subjecting a lot more people to intense legal scrutiny. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. I'm just telling you because that's the truth. I don't care if the government's going to jump all over my head. I'm a mess. I could use the workout. Look at me. Okay, but that story 
so far as we're supposed to believe, is wrapped up, move on, nothing to see here. That's what they're telling us. Game over. I do think the problem they're going to run into with this really quick before we move on is a just a problem of overall competence. People, what happens is it becomes like a tapestry of incompetence. Okay, things that go on within an administration that don't necessarily stay in the news cycle forever but become a part of the tapestry. Like you got the time he was interrupted by the Easter bunny on the White House lawn. <laughs> Whereas, you know, taking pressers at the at the Easter egg roll, he started talking to the press, so they sent over the Easter bunny to interrupt him. The problem with that clip, if you go back and watch it, is not that they interrupted him with the Easter bunny. It's that Biden looks like he believes he met a talking bunny. He's like, Jill, you got to see this. This is unbelievable. Get over here. He literally waves over his wife. He's like, this is amazing. I'm like, no, no, it's, it's not a talking bunny. It's a person... Uh, inside uh, a costume. Biden's lost his marbles. Uh, he was over on the world stage wrapping up the NATO summit. Uh, did we pull that NATO clip yet, Josh? We don't need it here, but we can play it for Landau. Oh, of course you do. Let me give you some Biden getting a little snippy with a Finnish reporter. My so- second question on that note to uh, Mr. President Niinistö. Uh, hearing this answer that no one can guarantee a future, are you worried that the political instability in U.S. will cause issues in the alliance in the future? Let me be clear. I didn't say we didn't guarantee it. We couldn't guarantee the future. You can't tell me whether you're going to be able to go home tonight. No one can be sure what they're going to do. I'm saying as sure as anything can possibly be said about American foreign policy, we will stay connected to NATO. Connected to NATO, beginning, middle, and end, we're a transatlantic partnership. That's what I've said. Ooh, getting a little feisty. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. That's feisty for Biden. It wasn't like, how dare you? I mean, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't quite Trump. There's a slob. There's a real slob. But for Biden, that's, you know, it's pretty feisty. People are saying he snapped on the reporter. We live in an era where everything is kind of sensationalized. But that's one of the reasons it's become such a liability to have a president who says things like God save the queen or falls three times on the way up the steps to Air Force One. You know, everything is going to be sensationalized regardless of whether it's true. In Biden's case, uh, it's beyond true. (laughs) You know, you're watching it. You're watching it happen in real time. The good news for him uh, is the second string QB is someone that nobody wants to put into the game, that being Kamala Harris. And uh, whoo, she's been making those media rounds this week. We were talking about it on Fox and Friends first this morning. I was on with Carly Shimkus and Todd Pyro. And uh, they asked her to describe artificial intelligence. It's a weird thing. You know when people say treat other people as if the way you want to be treated? I think Kamala Harris wants to be treated like a three-year-old intellectually because she talks like one. Listen to this. This is clip 35. AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's first of all, it's two letters. Oh. It means artificial intelligence. But ultimately what it is, is it's about machine learning. And so the machine is taught. And part of the issue here is what information is going into the machine. What would you do with a brain if you had one? So you can clearly see, this is what's so funny about it, is you can see she is reciting exactly how it was explained to her. 
like you can picture the person looking her in, in the eyes with two hands in the briefing, Kamala. It's ultimately about machine learning. And what you have to understand is that humans program what goes into the machine. Rather than taking that with which it was fed to her, because that's what they fed her the information that way. Now go make a sentence out of these words. She just recited the words as they were given to her, which is why it looks so ridiculous. When someone said to her, first of all, A, artificial intelligence, it's two letters. I believe they were telling her that so she knew. Okay, but either way, the way she recited it is the way someone would explain it to you in a briefing. Hey, what's this artificial intelligence thing you're going to ask me about? Oh, well, it's, it's machine learning. It's about what we teach machines and how they can outsource human thought to replicate human behavior. Teach the machine. Feed it a bunch of jokes written by this comedian. They'll be able to mimic the style. Feed it a bunch of lyrics written by Bob Dylan. They'll be able to mimic the style. That's what AI ultimately is. It's teaching machines how to recreate, emulate, mimic, and impersonate humans. Some people would argue they already taught a machine how to replicate a human, and it's now serving as your vice president. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. I mean, crazy talk. But the point is, there's a competency problem in the Oval Office right now. It's, com- it's just a competency problem. Whether we're talking about someone leaving behind cocaine like a dope, whether we're talking about someone who can't explain what's going on with artificial intelligence without just flat out reciting the briefing that was handed to them. The rest of the world doesn't look at our country right now and just watch liberal media and make an assessment. They don't like put on MSNBC every night. Well, they say she's sharp as heck, so uh, I guess we're good here. We don't want to mess with them. The, they form their own assessments. You understand? Okay? Just the same as they don't watch Fox News every night and just, you know, take our word for it. Okay? They form, they make their own assessments. And that's the problem we have in this country right now is a lot of people are looking at us from afar and they're saying to themselves, we have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Oh, it's a mess. Give you another one, man. This is a crazy one. So silly, but I might as well because we're here. We're having fun. Uh, Here she is. This is so bananas. Talking about culture. This is clip 37. Well, I think culture is... It is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? And, and, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> we have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. <laughs> I mean, dude, that was a freaking mess. Do you speak any English? She speaks English. It's just a redundant English. It's, it's weird, you know, because, like, you listen to it, there's, like, this... Obviously, a lack of understanding of subject matter from time to time, which could happen to any of us. You start speaking on a subject and you're kind of beyond your depth. I mean, no one who works on the top of a presidential administration doesn't get briefed for about 30 minutes before they speak publicly about anything. They have to do that. 
just so you know what you're talking about. You're the face of a country. You want to look presentable and good and on top of stuff. I mean, with Biden, they've been forced to go as far as to give him a notepad uh, where the things are written down for them, and he still screws them up anyway, which, you know, not the best. But in this instance, you've got somebody who is, you know, a little beyond their depth with certain subjects, which could happen to you, could happen to me. But there's this other, like, it's really weird that you could make it to vice president of the United States and be so underconfident as a public speaker, meaning you're the vice president. People are there to see you. It is a significant life story to meet a vice president, okay? We've really only had, you know, 46, 47 of them. You know, we had a couple of resignations in there, so some historians listening right now like, 48, Jimmy, get it right. How do you have a radio show? Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. The point is, we haven't had that many of them. And meeting one of them would be a big deal. You'd be like, oh, well, I met him. You know, I remember when I met Mike Pence, I was like, oh, well, it's Mike Pence. You know, and I've met presidents, a bunch of them. Okay. Uh, holy heck. I bet the Clintons. Well, she wasn't the president, uh, but I met Bill Clinton. Uh, let me think about this. I met Reagan when I was a little kid. Uh, I met Obama for about a millionth of a second when I was a cab driver, and they came by our garage on 23rd Street. I met Trump when he was hosting Celebrity Apprentice, and Lisa Lampanelli was on. I didn't, like, hang out with him. Uh, let me think. I feel like there's more. But the point is, it's exciting. You're like, wow, this guy. They kind of have the room. Okay, you understand? They kind of have the room, meaning people are excited to be in their presence. It's a rare event in your life to be around them. Yet Kamala still steps up in front of a microphone and has less confidence than the guy holding the mop in the back of the room. It's a mess. And when you hear things like word salad is the term they always use and redundancy, and you know, that's what's ultimately saving a Biden presidency. Is Democratic Party in a real pickle. They don't want Biden to run again. They do not want him to run again. 70% of Americans, the number is 67%, to be fair. 67% of Americans do not want him to run again. Come on, man. And it's, again, nothing against him. The guy's just not in shape to lead the country. You know, you wish him happiness from here on out, but he's not in shape to lead the country. But the Democrats are in an impossible position because they know they don't want him on the ticket But they also know when you've based your entire party platform around calling things racist, that they'd have no choice but to give Kamala the nod. Because if they didn't give Kamala the nod, then they're going to get called racist. They're going to get called sexist. Identity politics is everything. And in the worldview, the Democrats have sold their voters. Every decision we make is based on race. Okay, if you like someone, you don't like someone, you know, based on how they've acted towards you. It has nothing to do with those actions. Yeah, they're punching you in the face, but you only called the cops because they were black. You know? Yeah, they threw a brick through your window, but you only told them not to do it again because they were white. No, no, no. Sometimes it's not the people. It's that we're, we are so fully integrated as a society that 99% of the public is so far past race. Are there people that will say stupid things? Yes. Tell jokes they shouldn't? Yes. But in terms of uh, public-facing discrimination, you can't do it in the year 2023. There's nothing you could do, racist on the Internet right now, that wouldn't get you doxxed and fired. If you were delivering pizza right now and you said, I don't like these people, within a half hour somebody would have your employer's address on TikTok that you'd get doxxed and fired. Okay? And that's good. Okay, you shouldn't be doing these things. We don't endorse that type of behavior. But the point is, the Democrats are selling a version of society that's oppressive and crazy and discriminatory. And the only way you can be saved is if you vote for them. And the problem they're in now is they've got a president who shouldn't be on the top of the ticket. But they've got a vice president that if they were to pull her off the ticket, 
kind of shoots them in the foot on their whole party ethos. The Democrats don't run on ideas. They don't run on improving your lives. They run on social pressure. Okay, taking a person of color off the ticket would be a violation of that whole manifesto. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good looking Italian. Hey, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be rapping with Diamond Dave Landau in the next break. Wild stuff going on. Another dumb thing about people playing the race card. This is so crazy, man. This, we're talking about how the Democrats can't take Kamala off the ticket. That's the big issue right now. Can't do it. That's what they're up against. There are all these hit pieces on Biden coming out. Oh, he doesn't talk to his grandkid. Oh, he's yelling at the staff. There's coke in the White House. This is crazy. What's even happening? Okay, but the issue they have with Kamala is compounded by the fact that they're losing major support, major support with Latino voters. So the Democrats win with overwhelming support for minority voters. But the problem they're running into now is you've got really prominent public figures, you know, guys that are like stars, like Ice Cube's a good example. Ice Cube is now like doing every podcast, O'Shea Jackson. And he's just talking about how voting Democrat has done nothing for the black community after five decades of doing so. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is, he's right. You see, so much of politics is about grievance. It's about, well, you know, we got this big problem. These guys won't let us fix it. Okay, and that's the biggest challenge is that the deliverable, the improvement to your life oftentimes doesn't give them anything to run on. And that's one of the biggest challenges facing us right now. Some of the biggest problems eluding us are not being addressed because it's much easier to keep you upset about them than it is to improve your life. This is politics as usual. I'm telling you, I own a politics to English dictionary. I can translate what every one of these dirtbags is doing, and I will continue to do exactly that when we come back with my main man, Diamond Dave Landau, on Fox Across America. Wow, here's an exciting moment for our West Coast listeners. If you're tuning in right now on KKFT out in Reno, maybe you're a little further up the road at KSUE, California. Big news. Dare I say huge news. Uh, this next guest will be appearing at the Carson Nugget right there in Carson, Nevada. It is September the 30th of this coming September. You get one chance to see comedy sexiest man live in person at 8 p.m. and 10, 10 p.m. I'm talking about Diamond Dave Landau. Hey, girl. Hey, baby. How you doing? Uh, I mean, not as good as you. I'm not going to Carson City September 30th. That's a hot one. Yeah, that's a, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, you're the one that got me the gig, let's be honest, so thank you. <laughs> and listen, the things I'll do to get out of going back to the West Coast, I'm kidding. Um, it's going to be great. I, I, I want to tell you this really quickly. Uh, so the shows are the nugget, if anybody's listening. It's Saturday night, September the 30th. It's a 6 p.m. and an 8 p.m. show. 
Okay. Uh, it's a phenomenal stand-up room. I was telling you this off the air. But my man, yeah. Dean DeLulo. So this is the thing you need to know about Dean. It's important. Okay. Dean is uh, he's very classy. Okay, we're used to dealing with club owners, you know, and club owners are like, what do you have? How can I take it from you? You know, and a lot of times I know, you know, great club owners and you're very passionate about celebrating them uh, because there are a lot of great club owners out there. But that's not how you start in comedy. (laughs) You don't meet. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know what you mean. I don't know. Four is a lot. But (laughs) But the point is, you don't meet those four guys. You kiss a lot of frogs before you find those comedy club princes. But Dean is so classy and accommodating that as a New Yorker, in the beginning of our friendship, like I found it unnerving because in you know Manhattan, if someone says hello to you on the street, you just assume your wallet's gone. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He's he's almost too classy for us, but he's a real, real sweet guy, and it's a first class gig. So you're gonna love it. It's gonna be a good time. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I talked to him on the phone the other day. He had manners, which I'm not used to. <laughs> you know, ah! stuff like that. When, when booking a gig, it's, uh, uh, it's alarming. Well, the only thing, he's really good friends with Sammy Hagar. So you're going to run oh, into awesome. Yeah, you're going to hear some funny Sammy Hagar stories. You need to know that. And that's great. It's 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 thrill. Last time I was in Reno, I'm not kidding, at Carson, I actually brought Lincoln, uh, my son, because one of our favorite movies of all time is Kingpin. Do you remember Kingpin with Bill Murray? It's one of my top five. Thank you. All right, good, good. No, Bill, Bigger and McCracken, for me, pound for pound, I think is like the best Bill Murray. I agree. All right, so good. So we went in Reno. When you're out there, the, the Reno Open, where the movie concludes, is right there down the block, so you can go check it out. It's actually amazing. It's, oh, that's incredible. Yeah, I love that movie. There's nothing better than Bill Murray just looking at Woody Harrelson and saying, I think you should go finish that outside while he's eating. <laughs> yeah, like a slob. <laughs> <laughs> I love the line when he, in the beginning, he's the, the waitress comes over and uh, she pours a coffee and he's like, and do you mind washing that perfume off before you come back to the table? It's yeah, so... he looks at the table of women and he's like, hi, not you. Big Earn McCracken, just the absolute best of the best. So you got a lot yeah. of history at your disposal when you get out there September the 30th. Now, Diamond Dave, um, I'm going to segue for a second. You and I have a pretty prolific history of substance abuse between us. Uh, but Indeed. Have, but have you ever, uh, I know nobody likes a show off, uh, but neither one of us uh, threw a perfect game in our 20s, to put it mildly. Um, you, you know, everybody has their tale of woe. Like, oh, I was out of control. I'm like, were you putting on a wig and powdering your Adam's apple? Because if not, you weren't. You yeah. Know, but... <laughs> yeah, there was some control left. There was some there was... There was some point we were like, oh, no, I didn't hit that rock bottom. You're like, no, no, that's rock bottom. You know, those, <laughs> do you know when that submarine exploded and they were showing videos, animated videos of how low the ocean goes? And it was yeah. like they showed you 5,000 feet, 12,000 feet. And you were like, you know, there's only three vehicles in the world that can go to 12,000 feet. But then the video climbs down to like 34,000 feet off the coast of California. Like we have gone well beyond the depths of that submarine is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, we've we've hit bottom and then somehow found another bottom. <laughs> like who is this guy? <laughs> There's more. You know when they you know when you're a little kid in the sandbox and they'd say little kids were digging to China? Uh we made yeah. it. We actually made it. It wasn't a figure of speech. We're like, wow, is this Hong Kong? This is unbelievable. We really dug for a while. Uh but the, but the point is, uh, at our absolute worst, I don't know that either of us left cocaine in the White House. No, I can't say I have. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, never once. Um, I can't even say I left 
cocaine in a viewable place at my house. Yes, at <laughs> a Waffle House, let alone a White House. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I never even had anybody find it where I was keeping it to have a come to Jesus meeting. It was never. It was. It was. I was that careful with it. And, it's, and I loved. Uh, I love how they're like. We think it was Kamala. You're like you do. <laughs> You do really. You don't. You don't think it's the guy who's always on coke. <laughs> it's like maybe it's like it's too obvious. I'm like, wait, no, that's the point. That's yeah. that's how investigations work. You figure out, oh, it's obvious. It's this guy. Oh, you think it's the guy leaving a trail of snow crumbs that are falling out of his nose everywhere he goes? <laughs> it's, it's my favorite thing in the world. They, like, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre was like, oh, it's so irresponsible to ask that question. I'm like, dude, the guy confessed to smoking Parmesan cheese. You because know? he thought it was crack, and that was him. And I honestly believe that was him making up a story to cover up for what he really did. Oh, yeah, no question. He's like, oh, yeah, I've smoked Parmesan cheese digging through the carpet. <laughs> That's how nuts I've been. It's like. We found your laptop, and he's like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you did with Parmesan cheese would be a best-case scenario on that laptop. I Listen, forgive yeah. me for this, but I – when yeah, they was a Russian prostitute named Parmesan cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I said it like the week that came out with all the pictures. Like, I, I really did. I saw so many penises. I thought I was on a women's swim team. I was like, this is, like, what am I, swimming at Penn? What's going on here? This is crazy. Somebody give me a medal. I've never been, I've never been surrounded by so many female champions. This is unbelievable. It's crazy. We're, we're talking to Diamond Dave Landau. So the point is, neither one of us buys the White House story. I've interviewed multiple congressmen. Tudor Dixon was on before from your home state of Michigan. Nobody buys yes. it. I think they know on some level nobody buys it, but I think we've gotten to this other place now where the government doesn't care if we have any faith in them because they have the power. They don't need our faith because they have their control. And I think we're watching this kind of brazen F you to the people because no self-respecting person believes the White House, which is the most secure location in the world, wouldn't know if there was an unidentified white powder coming in. And if, in fact, it somehow miraculously made its way in, there's no way they'd quit on an investigation of finding out how it got there because it's a national security threat, if that's anthrax or anything else. So this idea that the drug dealer, okay, because this is the lie they're telling to your face, neither the drug dealer or the drug user touched the baggie. They would have to have used tweezers or gloves. Do you believe anyone who's so involved with cocaine that they'd be willing to walk it into the White House? Is that meticulous when it comes to the handling of it? Yeah, or they were let in going, even holding out a bag with tweezers. (laughs) (laughs) What's that, sir? Oh, sorry. This bag of sugar's hot. Um, (laughs) This is Splenda. I don't like it in the packets. It takes too much time to rip them for my coffee. So I just I bring it in on a tweezer in a Ziploc bag, sir. Yeah, it's what I do. And they're like, my apologies. Come right in. Uh, What's your name again? Escobar. Um, (laughs) It bothers me in a lot of ways because this is well, one Bush Jr. took eight years of crap because he supposedly did it once in the 70s. Yep. And I'm sure it was more, and I don't care. I did it many yeah. times in the '90s, <laughs> and I, I don't. I'm not showing off. I think it's, the, I think it's terrible to do it now. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's awful. But it's. It, that being said, why is this the story that we're we're allowed to hear? Yeah, like this is the thing they're letting us know out of the White House. Like it bothers me that we're even allowed to know. Like, all right, 
there's a bunch of cocaine in the White House. Next, and then you go, why? Whose is it? And they're like, why would you even ask us that? It's like, you brought it up. Dude, I was saying this earlier, man. The media once went nuts because Trump had Diet Coke. Do you remember right. that? They're like, he's got Kansas soda. He's got Kansas soda on the desk. Do you believe this? So right. They were mad that he was feeding fast food to athletes to whose co- bodies can, like, completely take that stuff. To, <laughs> to college football players who were thrilled to eat fat, thrilled yeah. to eat fast food. You don't want pretentious White House food. This is a pheasant omelet. And then, because you know, you know what happens when you serve that food? The kids wind up going to McDonald's afterwards anyway. Oh, yeah. They eat half of it. They they just feel like they're like, what is this? How do you eat it? And they're like, I don't know. Thank you. Is it it a bird? Like, I don't (laughs) know. I've never seen a pheasant. (laughs) What's even going on here? This quail smoothie. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Why why are we eating at Charles Dickens' house all of a sudden? (laughs) Yeah. None of it makes any sense, and it just it just bothers me that uh, yeah, this is a story we're allowed to know, and then we're not even allowed to question it. it it's very bizarre to me, and of course, it's it's the you know it's the kid who's a drug addict. We know. Yeah, I know. It's so it's it's my favorite thing in the world. We we were unable to narrow it down. <laughs> there's a guy there's a the guy with a runny nose on the surveillance camera that's talking at 617 miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> who's really excited for what we're gonna do tomorrow he wants us to get up early and rent a boat and then later we're gonna go to a baseball game Un- you know unfor- he's got a lot of big plans he thinks we should start a business <laughs> unfortunately we couldn't get him to step to the side so we could see the other people who might be on the camera <laughs> <laughs> Sir, we get that you're speaking at 712 miles an hour, but could you please step to the side <laughs> and share your unrealistic ambitions for tomorrow? Because we're narrowing down the cocaine suspects right now, sir. <laughs> yeah, see, look, look for the guy who isn't trying to get out of a conversation with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to find a murderer. If we could just get this guy in the white Bronco to pull to the side of the highway, because there's some <laughs> other murderers we're trying to. It's so dumb, yeah. man. Yeah, it's it's just, it's just amazing how we have no ability anymore to just go for who it is and just be honest. Because like, it, it's just yeah. sad. And you know it's bad. It's bad though because like this is what I think. Like on a national level, like the other party doesn't want to mess with it because they're like, well, this could potentially look bad for our administration. But what I'm trying to point to is like we're missing out on the fun of this. The fun of this. Think about how, uh, like Bill Clinton had, you know, Monica Lewinsky. That was basically Jay Leno's show for the next ten years. And it worked. Yeah. Now, there's maybe an artistic takeaway here, but the point is it worked and people enjoyed it and learned to lean into the fun human scandals because they were just fun. Like, we're not even getting to have the fun of this, which is kind of unfortunate. Like, you know, Gerald Ford slipped once at the second to last rung of a staircase and made a career out of it for people on Saturday Night Live. Now you have a guy trying to save the queen two years after her death and we're not even touching it as a country. No, and you have a guy who also falls way more than Ford did, and you're not allowed to you're not allowed to touch it because he's older. You're like, oh no, I think we we yeah. can do it. It's fine. And Chevy Chase looks nothing like him. You know what I yeah. mean? It, it, not even close. We're not. 
And I just did a sketch the other day where I played Hunter, where I was being, you know, they're asking me if the cocaine's mine, and I, and I say like, oh no, I, you know, I'm not sure. Let me smell it. And the, he says, <laughs> oh Hunter, you know. And it, it, that whole joke is just based on the fact that SNL's never going to have somebody play Hunter. No. Everything on everything on network television is like written by the CIA. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> That that might be a, a reminder, a good moment to remind them to watch Normal World on the Blaze. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, maybe if they want to. Normal World on the Blaze, is, uh, yeah, we're doing some sketches on there. And, uh, yeah, it's fun because we're actually playing characters that I guess it's illegal to play on any sort of mainstream comedy Guys, show. Can you watch Dave Landau's show? He's currently on an FBI watch list for telling oh, yeah, please do. jokes. <laughs> They're forensically yeah. <laughs> auditing his finances as we speak because he wants to make you laugh about the government. The least yeah. you can do is watch. I'd like to have some rating yeah. stories to tell when he gets to the gulag. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to end up somewhere terrible, but it won't be for real reasons, everyone. It'll be because speech is no longer allowed. Freedom, of course. The point speech is you'll be allowed. You, it'll be theirs. It's just like you want to be locked up with the good influencers. You know what I mean? You don't want to be locked up some third-tier influencer. It was like, yeah, I'd like a weather conspiracy, a million people watched it, and they locked me up. No, you want to be one of the yeah. fun people. Yeah, you want to just go, look, what was your conspiracy? Oh, I thought the guy who did a bunch of cocaine may have left cocaine behind. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> who let this moon bat in here? It's yeah, like guy's out of his mind. It's, it's, it's like COVID. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was a conspiracy yeah. that the COVID leaked out of the lab developing COVID. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. Huh. What was the name of the lab? It was the Wuhan COVID lab. <laughs> There's, listen, folks, there is no way this tomato sauce is from that Domino's factory down the street. And I'm not going to sit here and indulge such a conspiracy. <laughs> this is absurd. Listen, I don't understand how this pizza got here, but it's certainly not from there. <laughs> Plenty of people out pizza the hut, but everybody out leaks the hut. Okay, the hut is not responsible for this tomato sauce leak, nor is it responsible for the cheese. And that's what it yeah. is. It's it's so dumb. It's Everyone's so, go ahead. Frank Drebin. Sorry, I'm just. <laughs> it's all Frank Drebin running everything now. <laughs> I was just cutting you off before one of us made a Jared Fogel joke. That's all. Oh, uh, oh that's true. Not that it, <laughs> not that it wouldn't go over huge at mega at the Carson Nugget September the thirtieth. Uh, well, let's be honest. How happy were you that Larry Nasser got stabbed ten times? I know. No one ever talks about like things like addition by subtraction. And it, it's it's funny because they got that news out to us right away, but for some reason it took three years to get the rest of his story out to the public. You know, right. it's, it's a nice thing about the FBI. Uh, they get who they want when they want them, you know, but man, yeah. oh boy, oh man, good stuff. Well, congratulations. I'm now in the gulag with you, so I'll see you down there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Rock we'll have some time to yeah play Yahtzee something. I don't know. <laughs> That's hot. All right, strip Yahtzee. It is. I'll see you there, man. Later, Diamond uh, Dave. All right, there. See you, girlfriend. There he goes, the great Diamond Dave Landau. There we go back after this. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are in the bottom of the ninth. 
on Fox Across America. Your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, this party taking its way over to TV. I will be on the bottom line with David McDowell and Sean Duffy in the 6 p.m. hour. And then tonight at 9, I'm joining Sean Hannity for a live audience edition of the show. Tudor Dixon, my guest earlier in today's program, will be appearing on both of those programs as well. As we wrap it up today on a Thursday, I always say, you know, like I'm in the perspective business. I'm trying to give you some perspective on the world, you know, maybe some upward mobility in your thought process. A lot to feel good about today. The news cycle's a mess. Forget that. And, you know, the election. We haven't really covered the Republican side this week, but we just found out that Tim Scott uh, has met the threshold to participate in the first debate, as has Chris Christie. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Oh, behave. Uh, The big question has become whether or not Trump is going to participate. And people I know that are close to him say it's going to be a decision that's made in the final 48 hours. It could go either way. So I think you've got a pretty entertaining next month of Republican food fighting before they face live ammo on the debate stage. And until then, we'll just have people sneaking cocaine in and out of the White House. What a wild time to be alive. The show is over. Pay up. Get out. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.